All right, David Levin here. Raise your inner game today. Mental Game Monday post for Monday, April 26, 2021, 2021. All right, let me look back here for a week. Okay, so here's one big one. And just a quick reminder, these are the things that affected my inner game in the previous week, both positive and negative. The positive things are level four triggers. Generally, level four is... There's just that higher state, you at your best, the place you want to be as much as you can. And high gravity. Gravity is the force that pulls us down internally and uh, keeps us from being where we want to be. Works against us. So these are the things that affected me in those directions. (laughs) So a big one uh, a week ago today was I went in and had a sleep study done. So I've been having some sleep issues for a couple of years, really. Um... You talk about high-gravity items. Uh, Sleep is on top of the list for a lot, a lot of people. And so when you have, just just to flesh out a little bit more this idea of gravity, for those of you who, you know, haven't read the book or taken one of the courses, um, when you're having, hmm, how to say this, when something is exerting high gravity on you, okay, what it does is it makes it harder for you to get up where you want to be. It's either mentally distracting, distracting sorry, or emotionally sort of um, weighing on you or physically affecting your energy, your strength. Because all that stuff pulls you away from being up where you want to go. Another way to think of it is it makes it harder to get there, which is why I call it gravity. It's like if you're trying to climb up a mountain or carry something heavy with you, the heavier the load you're carrying, the harder it is to get up there, right? So <clears throat> the reason sleep is one of the biggest ones is because it makes everything else you're trying to do harder. It's harder to have the focus and the willpower and the clarity of thought. It's just a massive load. So I've been kind of struggling with sleep stuff for a couple of years now, really. And, uh, and I feel it all the time. So I decided to go in for my second sleep study on Monday. And, um, you know, that can kind of... Uh, give you some gravity stuff in a couple of ways. One is there's a little stressy, just to, you know, you've got to drive here. We have to drive like 45 minutes to the doctors and you're going to get all wired up, but it's just a little, there's some stress with it. <laughs> and stress is a, another gravity uh, component. But then the big thing was the next day because you, they got all these wires all over this. If you ever had one of these, it's crazy. Just wires all over your head and your arms and your legs and your torso. And then you're supposed to sleep. So, Needless to say, you don't get that good night's sleep. So the whole next day, I have an especially uh, high-gravity situation because I'm just massively short of sleep. So that was one. Um, the positive side, I guess, though, is, uh, and actually actually worked out well um, with this one. Heard back from the doctor right away, like within a day, had some... Normally, you know, when you think of sleep studies and sleep issues, it, it's apnea and you end up wearing the mask. Um, I don't actually have apnea strong enough to justify the mask. I did try it two years ago. It didn't really work. But anyway, I'm um, going to try some medication. So within 24 hours of that study, I had gotten the evaluation back. The uh, I can't think of the word for it right now. <laughs> um, diagnosis, I guess. There you go and a suggestion to try new medication. So there's some real hope and optimism in that. And also it just went great. You know, a lot of times, especially with our healthcare system, you know, you're trying to get an appointment, it takes forever. 
This one we got within a week because somebody canceled, um, trying to get the meds and everything. It just went so quickly and easily. Like, oh, that was really uh, satisfying. And and like I say, a lot of hope in there. So a week in, hard to say if it's really making much of a difference yet. But but I do feel good that we're on a new path to try things out. So that's excellent. Um, another one, I feel a little small saying this one, I guess. But we've been trying to sell our car for a while. We have a Tesla Model 3, a couple of years old. And it has just been the most annoying and aggravating experience. Been a couple months now, it seems like, six weeks at least. And tons of people, um, you know, inquiring. But Teslas are new and different enough, and the resale value is fairly high, so it's a harder decision for people. Oops, let me stop that. <laughs> it's a harder decision for people. So, um, you know, whether by used or new, just had a ton of these long conversations and over and over again, no, no, no. And that's really driving me nuts. <laughs> I don't really have a good positive uh, version of that, a level four balancing out of that. This has been kind of annoying. I guess the good news is people keep inquiring, but I'm almost to the point now where I'm like, ah, forget about it. Never mind. But I'm not there yet. Hopefully we'll sell it and that'll be a big positive level four thing for me. Here's a big one. Um, middle of this last week, I've had a lot of medical stuff going on lately. I went in for my second vaccination, and I was on the Moderna vaccine, so I expected to kind of get knocked out the next day, and boy, did that happen. I spent the next day, which was Thursday, pretty much in bed, just sleeping. Uh, I was really, 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 really tired. I never sleep like that, so it was weird, but that's what I did. The next day, I slept, and then by the end of the day, it felt pretty good. Obviously, there's a big positive side of that, a big uplift in the comfort of feeling like Pretty soon now I'm going to be officially fully vaccinated. I really worried about catching that. I'm in the kind of on the low end of the high risk age group. Um, my wife's a doc. She's you know getting exposed to it every day, and I just thought last year, man, what are the chances I'm not going to get this? And I didn't. So I'm feeling really great about that. It's a real a distinct feeling of relief. So you think about this uh, overarching idea of gravity, and freeing yourself from it sort of moment to moment uh, when you've got something weighing on you like that that fear well we've all had so much weighing on us this disruption this last year and you can kind of adapt to it right you just kind of get used to this normal this new normal of carrying this greater load and then when certain things happen that lift that load you can really feel it it's just you just feel lighter i'm feeling some of that not quite there but it's definitely i can see it from here and it's lovely um, another sort of related one for me is allergies. This is kind of a high allergy season. And so when I've got them, when they're, when they're hitting me, I feel like I've got a cold. And, you know, in these times, well, have you got a cold? Have you got COVID? Are you, this particular week for me, have you got COVID or a cold? Or is it vaccine, um, you know, artifacts, reactions? It's like, jeez, I can't tell what's going on. But I just have these periods throughout the day where I'm just so darn tired. And with this, you know, it's kind of kind of stuffy and sore throat. And I honestly can't tell if I'm sick or something was going on. But it's so intermittent. And then my Margaret will remind me, you know, it's allergy season. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's probably it. But it's kind of a bummer to have that state where you've got all these symptoms and you just don't know what it is. There's a real a liberty and freedom sort of in at least knowing what it is so you know what to expect and what to do about it. So, so those are some things. And here's one little one just from this morning. Um, I look forward to Mondays 
because well, and M- Margaret works uh, every, like every other week. She'll go in for like a week at a time. So a lot of times my work days, I don't really have the place to myself. And I really like it when I do. Like both kids are in school. Again, that's been sort of up and down with COVID. Margaret is at work. I just I like it because I can focus better and get a lot of stuff done. Uh, I work at home and it makes a big difference. So this morning, I'm looking forward to it. Great. Even though I'm a little tired. Um, great. I sit down and I'm ready to get to work. And about 45 minutes later, the phone rings. Oh, crap. Francis, our daughter not feeling well needs to come back home it's a little thing but again the idea of gravity there are things that keep you from being in that optimal state you want to be focused energized and clear and all that so number one there's the little bit of disappointment haven't got it to myself number two i'm worried about francis right i always you know with our family history since margaret's a doctor i almost literally never you know even engage my brain on what should I do when someone's not feeling well? Because Margaret just handles that. But she's at work. So I'm like, oh, man, I got to think about all that. And I do get, I'm a worrier when it comes to our kids anyway. So it's these things, it's distractions, it's extra load. And what's the point of pointing this out, by the way? Um, two, two things in my mind. One is, uh, as I said in the introduction, if you haven't heard that, you can check it out. One is to point out just the, it's sort of an obvious point, but this is what life is like. Never please gauge yourself, your success with your inner game work on whether these kind of things are happening and whether they're distracting to you. This is what life looks like. Things come up constantly and they do pull our attention away, which is why I call it gravity because it's a perennial permanent part of life. Um, so don't tell yourself, oh gosh, I'm still having this stuff coming up all the time and, and distracting me and throwing me off. I must not be doing the work right. That's not the point. Uh, the point is it's always going to come up. Um, the goal is not to have it not come up. It's to be able to ride, you know, roll with it and, and not have it pull you down like it would if you weren't more skillful and aware. And so then the other thing is to, the other reason to point it out is to say, uh, what's my trying to say? This is how you adapt. Oh, that's not very clear either. Sorry. One more try. <laughs> when you recognize something has happened that now has you in a higher gravity situation, like for example, if I wake up and I had a bad night's sleep, I know that means everything I want to do today is going to be harder. Everything I, when I need focus, when I need presence and clarity, um, I'm going to have to work harder to get there. So these are just like the Gosh, I guess an analogy would be like if you check the weather and you know it's going to be colder or raining, you know you're going to have to gear up a little differently to stay comfortable and capable. You're going to have to dress more warmly or you're going to get some rain protection or whatever. Okay, so that's a big part of this is just to start to get be more aware of the things that are happening in your life day to day, moment to moment that are going to be pulling you down and making it harder to be where you want to be. So then as you learn the skills to overcome gravity, to resist this pull of gravity, you know to just ramp them up a little bit, to pick them up, to work a little bit harder to get yourself where you want to be. So that's kind of a two-part purpose there, to give you permission to just accept and recognize this stuff happens and don't take it personally, and then to help you get in the, um, 
the habit of recognizing when you're in a higher gravity situation. So that's that. Couple things on the positive side, on the level four trigger. And again, level four is our optimal state and triggers are things that just lift us up there. They just light us up and, and just make us feel better and more open and positive and optimistic and all that good stuff. So this is a lovely one. Um, our daughter has never been one of those kids who does active things. Um, she just, you know, she's got a cousin pretty much her age who's been playing soccer forever, who's been doing like these silks. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that silk stuff or like aerial silks, like from the circus. It's crazy stuff. And so we're always like, oh, you should do that too. She's like, no, uh-uh, just not interested in any way. And all of a sudden this year, she decided to start playing soccer. And we could not be more thrilled, except, of course, that now there's more road trips to go to soccer games, which are sort of disruptive, but super exciting to have her doing that. So this is really lovely. It was her very first soccer game ever. And she's, you know, out there going for the ball, you know, um, uh, we got a particular opponent in a moment. Okay, they're both going for the ball. And the other girl trips and falls. And Francis, who doesn't have that competitive impulse, um, just instinctively just stops to check with her to make sure she's okay, which is the most natural thing in the world to do. <laughs> but from the sideline and knowing her, it was just so adorable and sweet to see because she, and even afterwards she was like, well, everybody was like, just keep playing. And I'm like, well, how can you not want to stop and say, are you sure you're okay? So, you know, she, she stops and checks with the girl or at least starts to do it. It all happens in a you know split second. Meanwhile, the girl gets up and takes off with the ball. <laughs> oh, my God. I just love that so much. The, uh, you know, so many layers of that. Uh, just knowing my daughter and her impulse there and just seeing that natural instinct. And it was funny and touching. And I just loved it. And those are perfect level four things. It just... You know, it's not just the moment, not just what you saw, but it sort of connects you with something, uh, something bigger and lovely. And that was great. So that's my story, I guess, for the week. One little one, I guess, because a little more applicable to you. Um, we're close enough to our school that we can walk to school. And uh, a lot of times, especially with my sleep stuff, I wake up in the morning and it's kind of the last thing in the world I want to do. <laughs> but oh my goodness, it's, it's about an eight minute walk over there. It's, you know, it's not even a half a mile, but it is miraculous uh, how much of a difference that can make in my energy and my clarity and my attitude, my optimism. Just walking to school, 15 minute round trip, walking to school with my daughter. It is magical. And it wouldn't have to be to school, wouldn't have to be with the daughter, although that's especially lovely. Um, but and I've said this before, and I'm sure I'll talk about it again, but there is nothing more consistently, reliably transformative for your state than getting outside in the air and going for a walk. It's crazy. So if you're not doing that, do it more. It's good for you every time you do it. All right, that's what I got. That was a long one, a lot longer than I expected. But what the heck? Um, we'll see how they go. My first Mental Game Monday post. I hope you find it uh, helpful. I hope it doesn't get too repetitive, you know, maybe at some point we'll just stop. But I do feel like it's really helpful to start to pay more attention on an ongoing basis to what's going on for you internally. Just how am I doing? How am I feeling? And what sort of things are affecting that? Because that is how you start to fix them.
fix isn't the right word, how you start to be more intentional with them and have more intentional control over what level you're operating at, which is the most important thing for a competitor. So anyway, there you go. I will see you next time.